It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Wednesday, April 21st, 2021. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. The commercial and subsistence herring seasons in Sitka have drawn to a close, but the legal case between Sitka Tribe of Alaska and the state continues, with a Juno Superior Court judge recently denying Sitka Tribe's motion for summary judgment on constitutional grounds. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports. Last fall, the Sitka Tribe of Alaska won two victories against the state in the fight over its management of the Sitka Sound Sacro herring fishery. And in January, the legal team representing STA made its third case, arguing that the state had not met its constitutional duties in its operation of the fishery. Juno Superior Court Judge Daniel Shalley denied STA's claims in a ruling issued last month. During oral argument in January, attorneys representing STA argued that the Alaska Department of Fish and Game is required, under certain clauses of the Alaska State Constitution, to use the best available information when making management decisions about the fishery. They argued that the state had not used the best available information during the 2018-2019 season when it failed to provide a subsistence harvest data report and a scientific study reviewing the state's model to the Board of Fish. After the hearing, it took Judge Shalley nearly eight weeks to issue a ruling. In his 13-page decision, Shalley wrote that the state's constitution does not require the Alaska Department of Fish and Game to use the best available information. Shalley wrote that if there was a requirement for best available information in the state's constitution, it would not be up to the courts to decide what that is. Shalley cited one example, Canuck versus the State Department of Natural Resources. In this 2014 case, a group of youth sued the state, arguing that the state was violating its constitution by not using the best available science to mitigate climate change. The judge dismissed the case and determined that the state's legislative and executive branches should define best available science, not the court's. Shalley wrote that the state legislature has the knowledge and ability to draft statutes that would require the Alaska Department of Fish and Game to use the best available information. KCAW reached out to attorneys from the state and STA for comment on the ruling. In an email to KCAW, Assistant Attorney General Maria Barr wrote, The Department of Law is pleased with the decision, and we believe the case is nearing conclusion. According to court documents, both parties, along with interveners in the suit, are scheduled to appear in court for a pre-trial conference next month, with a trial date set for June 1st. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. Alaska will join Florida in a federal lawsuit challenging the current cruise ship regulations in the U.S. The lawsuit says the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention oversteps its authority with the conditional sailing order, which imposes strict COVID-19 safety precautions on the cruise industry. Governor Mike Dunleavy's office released a statement and video Tuesday afternoon urging the agency to withdraw or amend its order so the cruise industry can operate in Alaska this season. The governor says he is fighting for Alaska families and small businesses. In non-pandemic years, most tourists arrive in Alaska on a cruise ship. The cruise industry is responsible for more than $1.2 billion in direct spending and more than 20,000 jobs, according to a federal report. The governor's office says the conditional sailing order doesn't make sense in Alaska, where vaccination rates are high and COVID-19 hospitalizations are low compared to the rest of the nation. Even if the CDC were to drop its requirements, there's another obstacle to cruising in Alaska this season. Canada's waters are closed to large vessels through early next year, and large foreign cruise ships have to stop in Canada on their way to Alaska. 
Alaska's federal delegation is pushing for exemption. The announcement comes just days before the cruise season typically begins in Alaska. Cruise lines with small ships like Sitka-based Alaskan Dream Cruises are planning a 2021 season beginning in early June. Some of the companies are requiring COVID vaccines for their passengers and crew. And some of those fully vaccinated ships are not planning to disembark their passengers in small communities in Southeast, at least to start off the season. KFSK's Joe Vicknicki spoke with cruise lines about their plans for 2021 and has this report. There are a total of 66 port calls on Petersburg's schedule this year with three companies planning stops. Those cruise lines have American flagged ships of under 250 passengers and are not impacted by federal law and rules that are making an Alaska season for the larger ships unlikely. Two of the three companies on the schedule say they're requiring vaccine for passengers and crew. That really just came about to ensure, you know, maximum safety aboard our vessels as we restart and and to minimize any potential interruptions uh, that could occur during the course of the cruise. That's Zach Kirkpatrick, Director of Marketing and Public Relations for the Sitka-based Alaskan Dream Cruises, which announced the requirement in March. Alaskan Dream ships plan stops in southeast communities large and small, and Kirkpatrick says passengers will disembark and circulate if municipalities are willing to allow it. We will always go um, you know, with the comfort level that we're hearing from, from the voice of these communities. We don't um, have any plans to have any you know, tight bubbles for our guests. We're hoping that you know, we're able to, even though we're a much more you know, limited uh, pool of visitors than if the large ships would have come. We, we hope that these guests can get in and, and, like always, support communities, support the local retailers, and um, provide some sort of economic value. Alaskan Dream will operate its ships at full capacity, ranging from 40 to 76 passengers on three different boats stopping in Petersburg. At the moment, it's also planning testing on top of vaccination, although that could change as the guidance does. Cruises offered by partner companies Lindblad Expeditions and National Geographic are also requiring vaccination for passengers and crew. Craig Moylan is Lindblad's Director of Expedition Development for North and Central America. He says the decision was based on widespread availability. Overall, the vast majority of our guests have either already received vaccinations or will be able to prior to the season. Uh, Before we put in the vaccine mandate, we went out and and surveyed past guests, and they were overwhelmingly in favor of of requiring vaccines for cruising and, and feeling that confidence on board. Even with vaccination, Moylan says the ships will start off the Alaska cruise season not disembarking in Petersburg. We'll come in. We, we buy our seafood from Tonka Seafoods, and um, we buy um, you know, a number of herbs and hearty greens from uh, Farragut Farms and, and others. So we will still come in to provision, uh, but we won't have guests come off the ship uh, for Petersburg in particular. The company does plan controlled port calls in Sitka and Juneau, but will focus on excursions into more remote parts of the region. For the Petersburg area, that means hikes on nearby Kupernoff Island. Yeah, so historically we have we have hiked over in Kupernoff. That's what our plan is for this year, is to bring our guests over to Kupernoff Island for the hike in the Muskeg um, while our crews are loading on the provisions. So our plan would be to Zodiac across and, and do hikes there. Uh, while ashore, all social distancing is, is uh, enforced, uh, masks are required, uh, and, and such. So we'll be uh, as, as, as careful as we possibly can be over there. 
National Geographic ships stopping in Petersburg range from 62 to 100 passengers maximum, and those port calls also start in early June. A third company, American Cruise Lines, is strongly encouraging vaccination but not requiring it, according to that company's website. It did not have anyone available for an interview but referred to protocols for the 2021 season posted there. Their ship, the American Constellation, has capacity for up to 175 passengers. Those who aren't vaccinated will have to show a recent negative test result before boarding. And that company does plan to have its passengers disembark in communities. Another company that doesn't have stops planned in Petersburg but will be going past, Uncruise, also says it's requiring vaccination and plans port calls in Ketchikan and Sitka. Cruise companies and others say there's pent-up demand for travel to Alaska. Dave Berg is co-owner of Viking Travel in Petersburg and works with the cruise companies calling here. He's optimistic there will be a 2021 season and thinks locals will be able to avoid close contact with visitors if they want. You know, and if you want to, uh, if you're in the mood, you know, for to, to not, uh, you know, interface with uh, visitors in town, you know, that schedule will be available and you can choose to avoid uh, you know, contact with people. But I tend to think that uh, that the ships that are operating are going to encourage their passengers to be wearing masks, uh, kind of like we are doing here locally, and keeping their social distance uh, to keep infection rates low. Berg says with the season looking unlikely for larger ships, it's more difficult for his travel agency to find shore excursions in other southeast communities that normally see boats with thousands of passengers. He also says Viking Travel is always looking for tour guides for the passengers who will be visiting Petersburg. The schedule has a later-than-normal start to the season in early June, but it's also scheduled to last a little longer, with stops planned until mid-September. In Petersburg, I'm Joe Vicknicki. The sudden switch to spring weather brought temperatures in the low 60s to low 70s throughout southeast Alaska. Some communities broke old temperature records over the weekend and right into Monday. Pete Boyd of the National Weather Service in Juneau says April was a wild weather month with longer than expected snowfall. Just getting these warm spells are not that rare how we normally get them a little bit earlier. We just happen to see a big flip. So this is definitely an unusual weather pattern that we've been seeing with such cold and snowy weather just before we get such a a big warm-up. Boyd says the warm-up was caused by a high-pressure system as warm winds in the mountains blew down into valleys. It's expected to be cooler throughout the panhandle Tuesday and Wednesday. Juneau, Gustavus, Ketchikan, Sitka, and Yakutat all set new record high temperatures on Monday. Ketchikan was the warmest at 67 degrees. Juneau's 65 degrees on Monday broke last year's record of 62 degrees. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News. This is morning.